This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Welcome to Basement Booker's episode 183, the most realist podcast in the entire area of Brooklyn and this block's radius. I am Jerry on the spot, the reigning, defending, best looking champion of all time, and with me, Rich the Riz. What's up there, Jerry on the spot? How you doing, champ? Good. It's good to be the king. It's always good to be the king. Yeah, it's the king and the champ. You're not, you're not Neville. Are you Neville? You're not Neville. No, I'm better. I'm taller. You are taller. I'm assuming probably. I'm taller. I you're think probably I'm taller. I'm taller. I'm taller. It doesn't matter. There's no way to prove that I'm not. Listen, the Keebler Elves last I saw were pretty short. So. Listen, let's not talk about heights here. Uh, let's not uh, discriminate. I just want to mention that I have a million dollar idea. I want to run by you and no one's allowed to steal. All right, let's hear it. This is a fitness application slash device it's augmented reality okay okay there are glasses now if you you put the glasses on okay mm-hmm. and they only serve one function of course it's going to be an app connected to your phone mm-hmm. okay and on the phone on the app what you're going to do is you could choose a number of appearances so say for this example you are a male and you prefer females you could make it that ahead of you is an attractive female jogger with mm. great assets. I like where this is going. And the goal is to catch up, to get a better look. Mm-hmm. The only way to do that is to run. Is to run a little bit faster. But to stop creepiness, because it has to be as realistic as possible, you're not running too fast. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be appear obvious. Hmm. It also helps you in your pacing. Yeah, so that'll, that'll keep your heart rate below past peak. If you run too hard, you won't run long. Hmm. As you get better, you can change the difficulty. So, you're chasing ass and improving your stamina at the same time. Exactly. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Take my money. I'm going to take it all take, money. Take my money. Take it all I money. Got, like, I got... I think 14 bucks here. Oh, like 17. Yeah, I'll, take my I'll, money. I'll take it. Now, look, first investor. This, 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 welcome aboard. Thank this, you. This is a rough draft, but I, I feel there is something here. Yeah, man, that's going to revolutionize, you know, we're going to have an epidemic here of fit people. If this happens, I think I might return to my high school weight. Dude, I think you might return to elementary school. Okay, listen. Well, I, I act, believe it or not, I actually did get taller since elementary school. So I you think did? Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind then. All right. <laughs> great. Great, great, great. I don't know what the name is going to be yet. We'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, there'll be updates and patches and stuff like that. We'll, you know, you'll add different kinds. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be. Chase and burn. It, listen, we got shit to me. God damn it. Okay. All right. Excellent. Now, no one steal my idea because it's mine. If I see it somewhere out there, I know you told it. I will find you. 
And with that, we have <laughs> a really big episode this week. We got episodes. We got our go-home shows before Booker Slam. But of course, before that, we got to have our appetizers. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm as ready as Good. I'm to be. Now, the biggest story this week everyone has heard about, uh, GFW's Rosemary suffered an arm injury at AAA's Triple Mania in a match against Sexy Star, Lady Shani, and Ayako Hamada. There are some conflicting reports, but the general consensus is that Sexy Star felt that the other three were shooting on her, which she said uh, later on in an interview was due to people wanting her to retire. So she went for the match finish, which is a cross arm breaker on Rosemary, but legitimately tried to break her arm, forcing her to tap. She held on to the hold a few seconds after the bell was rung, let it go, and then locked it in again. Afterwards, Sexy Star was brought to Rosemary in the locker room to apologize, but the GFW officials were upset, and Jeff Jarrett yelled at both her and AAA's Vampiro. Lady Shani, uh, who I guess was uh, the main other person in the, uh, the shoot on Sexy Star, wanted to continue the fight backstage, but AAA officials removed Sexy Star from the arena. Rosemary has since released a statement saying that the business is a fraternity and that uh, Sexy Star is no longer welcome to be part of it. And Cody Rhodes backed up on Twitter saying, quote, Sexy Star will never set foot in one of my locker rooms. I'm with Sexy Star. Why would you be with Sexy Star? Because we don't know the whole story. And to me, it feels like three bullies try to shoot on this poor girl. And she she's outnumbered. For some reason, they don't like her. I feel like it's a bunch of haters. And she was just trying to defend herself and show them what the fuck is up. Well, this is a big enough story that over the coming weeks, I'm sure more information will come out about. Hashtag, I'm with her. What is that? Is that a thing? I don't know. I guess. Hashtag, I'm with sexy? I'm with sexy star. Okay. I mean, not physically right now. I watched uh, Cornette talking about it. It was, uh, I, it was on YouTube, but you like, put I listened it on the- to it. Basement yeah. Booker's Facebook page, which anyone can like for free. Yup. And uh, it was funny because I guess Cornette's partner was talking about how Sexy Star is neither sexy nor a star. And one of the commenters pointed out that I, I guess she's done some really hardcore matches, either that or had a terrible, terrible, terrible cosmetic surgeon. But like, um, just like her cleavage is just all sorts of scarred up. Hey, man, whatever. You know, oh, not everybody's going to look all perfect. And her partner, his partner, probably looks like a fat, old, out of shape piece of shit. And he probably shouldn't be judging anybody. Fuck him. Hey, that's me. I, <laughs> that's different. You're I'm, not I'm, talking I'm, shit. I'm the fat, out of shape partner in this pair. Well, I know, but I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about... I know, it's a census. Controversy creates cash. The basement bookers are out there. Basement chair shoots on fucking Jim Cornette's mystery partner. I shoot on someone I don't know. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ric Flair's girlfriend, Wendy Barstow, updated fans via Twitter saying Flair is, quote, doing very well and will begin physical therapy shortly. Further reports say he can now get up and walk around, though with assistance. See, he kicked out. I told you. Yeah, um, there are rumors uh, someone spoke to him and, and said that, like, the doctors said that the surgery that he had, he only had a 20% chance of survival, so. But it doesn't matter if it's falling out of a plane. What well, was a plane crash? He didn't fall out of the plane. Uh, we but, don't know. 
you know. How, how do we know he didn't fall out of it? I mean, the plane crashed. I'm sure he wasn't still in his seat when. What did I tell you about facts? Oh, sorry. I just I dislike them. <laughs> and they get in the way of a good story. What's 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 next on the itinerary? Uh, Xavier Woods suffered an MCL sprain at the house show in Texarkana Monday night off an attempted tornado DDT. According to WWE backstage doctors, his in-ring return will depend on his pain level and range of motion. No surgery, thankfully, is required. Ban the tornado DDT. Let's not do that. <laughs> Samoa Joe suffered a knee injury at a house show in Jonesboro, Arkansas on Saturday with a four to six week estimated recovery time. Damn. No word. Miss no mercy. Yeah. No word on specifically what the injury is. I bet you he uh, walked. Sometimes you walk and stuff happens. Listen, Samoa Joe is not Kevin Nash. I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying sometimes you walk and you can tweak something. You know, he's a big fella, you know. Like why is why is it gotta be that? Why not? Why it, it could be, be anything. Bit? I'm just saying what it could maybe simple. It could be something really simple. It could be. You never heard of a freak accident? But it happened at a house show, so presumably it happened during a match. Maybe their cheap ass house show ramp or something tripped them up. No, they're. I don't know. Listen, don't let don't let the story get in the way of good facts. Which what you are you doing? Have. You don't have facts. I don't need them. Clearly. Why did I ever need them? <laughs> I don't need them. I make shit up as I go. Mike Kanellis started a rehab earlier this week for painkiller addiction, which he says, quote, started to spiral out of control this past year and a half. What? Yeah. Didn't he just start? Yeah. Well, he just started with WWE. So he he had the problem when he got signed and now is taking advantage of their uh, wellness policy that will uh, pay for his rehab. Hold on a second. They don't test for that stuff before they hire you? Uh, listen, I don't know. I don't know what... See, if they would just let him smoke weed, we wouldn't have to worry about painkillers. Or, you know, just do CBD oil. It's non-psychoactive. You don't even have to do the psychoactive. Great proponent. Of all these things, these magical things. Indeed. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot going on over here. Um, Dave Meltzer is reporting that officials have discussed naming the winner of the Mae Young Classic either the new NXT Women's Champ or at least to give her a shot at it. Personally, I think that um, Ruby Riot, Amber Moon, and Nikki Cross, if they... If they oh, and Peyton Royce. I was just going to say, how dare you? Yeah. If they actually plan on having this woman involved, it should be a fatal five-way. Make okay. an elimination. Too many cooks, man. I hate this multi-women you know, shit. Maybe that's too big of a thing, but yeah. like, how could like of those four women that are already in NXT and already at the top of their game, who should be cut out of that scenario? I understand it, but I don't think it's fair. I think for winning the what winning the May Young Classic, you get a one in five chance. Well, okay, to so become the champion, how's that fair? So, well. You so, could do it where, like, the, the ones on the show, like, you know, don't you like brackets? I do. You can just weed them out and, like, have them, you know, and the uh, the, the winner of the classic, you know, they'll they'll get a spot so in ha- that. So I have two matches and two matches and then... Sure. It's better than you but have a one so, in five chance after winning this tournament against all these amazing female wrestlers. 
you get a one in five chance to fight for the NXT championship. So what? And then it's saying like these other women on NXT are that much better. Why aren't they just the women's champion? Because Asuka was unbeatable. But she's not. She's not there anymore. So why don't you do this? Why don't you just have figure out who the NXT champion is there, and then the winner of the May Young Classic is to fight them. So basically, you're saying the winner of the May Young Classic becomes the number one contender after. So rather, so you you're upset about giving the winner of the Mayon Classic a one in five chance, one in five chance, but instead you're giving her a one in two chance, right? Fifty percent. It's better. It's better odds for the winner of the Mayon Classic. Yeah, but what has she done in NXT? So what? Well, what about her being better than all these chicks in this Mayon Classic, who's supposed to be the best in the world? That's the the, that's my confusion here. The best in the world, not signed. To a contract in WWE. That shouldn't matter. That's always the Because they're, they're showcasing this on their television. It's not like it's a different thing. If it's good enough to be on their TV, then they're good enough. That's my argument. Eh, I don't know how I feel. I don't think I have a serious uh, gripe. Whatever they want to do. I'm sure it'll be fine. There's no gripe here. I just have an opinion. I'm allowed to have an opinion. Are you? That's what we do here, I guess. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just you reading off stuff <laughs> I mean I gotta have an opinion I just don't like that one in five thing that's not fair it's better the other way think about it and you'll agree all right last two last two Triple H made an offer to Ronda Rousey on Thursday during his interview on ESPN's first take saying quote if she's interested I'll give her the opportunity so come on Ronda make the call but she's training with Brian Kendrick right it's it's a done deal. This is just P- publicity. Yeah, that's all, right. all that is. Well, now now it's it's public. Yeah, and now we're talking about it. I guess so. There we go. Last, personally, I don't care if she does or doesn't. I think it'd be interesting. I don't think so. Last and certainly not least, Matt Morgan announced this week that he's running for Longwood City Commissioner in Longwood, Florida. That's I it. got nothing. Yeah. I don't know where that is. It's uh, Florida. They're nuts. They might, they might, uh, hire, they might elect the DNA of TNA. They'll let him wear, um, cut off flannel shirt and a trucker hat in office. They don't really care. Isn't that the uniform for the mayor? I don't know, man. I didn't even know they had mayors or police or. I don't know. Rules. Crazy down there. Regulations. You know? Rules, regulations, and deals. What's that from? BMH. It's been a while. Mm Mm-hmm. That's big money hustlers to the uninitiated. I'm old. We are old. Yeah. Are you taking vitamins? I take my ginkgo biloba every day. I take a a one-a-day multivitamin. I don't... Every time I used to take a vitamin, I would get sick. So my doctor told me, you were obviously getting enough vitamins, so don't take vitamins. You can't overdose on vitamins. I got sick every time. Your Fl- doctor sounds like an asshole. <laughs> okay, have, have Flintstones chewables ever made you sick? No, and I used to eat them like candy. All right, yeah, see? <laughs> they made me sick, so can't do Because they had the different colors, and they tasted good. They're called flavors. Different colors? <laughs> 
Each color does happen to correspond to a flavor, but you can't call it a color. It's a flavor. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Just but like I can say when they give something to no, me from the TV. No, no, the TV doesn't give you shit. <laughs> it's giving me no, hours of no, entertainment. No, the TV will fucking give you brain rot. It's still giving me something. God damn it. You can't deny it! Just like we're giving the Basement Bookiverse an episode of uh, Riz's Raw. Straight from the the horse's mouth. And after that, Jerry on the spot, SmackDown. Yeah. So now, the match that I bumped to the pre-show, I'm doing that after your SmackDown? You could just put it on the main show if you want. Doesn't oh, matter. Okay. Because we don't really spend that... I was thinking about it while Farron told me. That we don't spend that much time... Like, there's not a lot of, like, in-ring segments mm-hmm. in Booker Mania, if any. Yeah. I mean, Booker Slam, if mm-hmm. any. So it's... It's okay. It's not like people are watching full matches, and this is, and like the big three or four is usually longer than regular. Yeah, and this is a big thing because it's both. Yeah, so it's okay. Plus, I added an extra match. I, I texted you. I have five too. So cool. Matter. So you don't have to do it. So okay. I have six. You have five. You have six now. Yeah, I told you I forgot about that one. All right, it's all right. I have the main event, so you could put yeah. six if you want. So I'll I'll do the first. I'll do the first two, and then you do one, I do one, you do one, I do one, you do one, I do one. Yes. You do one. I don't care. I'm not going to remember, and <laughs> yes is the answer. Very agreeable. And now we have Riz's Raw's Go Home Show to Booker Slam. Of course, we always up open with a recap of last week's Raw, which saw Paul Heyman challenge Kevin Owens to a cage match with Brock Lesnar. Blake and Murphy got a certified letter saying, at the next pay-per-view, the truth will be revealed, and you will both fall. And then I give them the opener of the next pay-per-view to settle this, and then they beat the Revival in a match on Raw. Sasha beat Eva Marie with the bank statement, with Asuka staring on, creeping her out. Darren Young attacked Ryback during his U.S. title match versus Austin Aries in the open challenge, getting Aries disqualified, and then Bob Backlund came to Ryback's aid, with the big guy finishing Young with the shell shock, and with Aries looking on. The club beat the Usos with the Boot of Doom, and New Day is challenging them on the Tron. And finally, the contract signing between Joe and AJ for the Global Championship match, which broke down and saw AJ leap at Joe for the Phenomenal Forearm, but Joe left him laying after catching him with an arm triangle. Arm triangle. And now, the pre-opener. GM Rich Riz appears on the Tron, and he's backstage, announcing to the Raw Universe... We are just one week away from Booker Slam, and with tensions running high and everyone wanting to get their hands on everyone else, I'm going to let the members of our Booker Slam tag team and global championship matches blow off some steam on each other when the tag champs, the club, team with the number one contenders to the global championship, AJ Styles, to face the number one contenders to the tag titles of the New Day, and their partner, the global champion, Samoa Joe, in a blockbuster six-man main event. End of pre-opener. I'm opening your email. Oh, wait, was that... (laughs) Is that the surprise you're opening my email? Yeah, surprise, everybody! (laughs) I opened an email that uh, Rich sent me. It's it's great. Okay. Friday, September 8th. Get ready for the hottest, stickiest party of the year. It's so hot... It couldn't even make it to the summer. We had to put it in September. 
Poker Slam. Featuring Rich's Raw. Watch as Austin Aries battles the mighty Rusev. And what's on the line? The United States Championship. Be there. Poker Slam. I should have noted that Rusev, until this episode of Raw, is out with injury. But he's on here. You're right, he is. That's why I said until this episode of Raw. This is advertisement. All right. You're just like WWE. You just spoiled your own show. Card subject to change. (laughs) Segment one. Blake and Murphy open the show in the ring, talking about how they have no idea who their opponents are at the pay-per-view, so the only way they can prepare for the unknown is to face the unknown. So they issue an open challenge to the entire locker room, and out come the social outcasts, represented by Curtis Axel and Heath Slater, to challenge them. Bo Dallas has, has a microphone and tells Blake and Murphy they'll never find out who's been attacking them because they won't make it to Booker Slam. As expected, Blake and Murphy beat Axel and Slater pretty quickly with their death by dubstep finisher. Which, if you read Wikipedia, because I had to because we haven't seen them in forever on really real TV. Uh, is a running brain buster by Murphy followed by a frog splash from Blake. That sounds cool. Segment 1A. As Blake and Murphy arrive backstage, a production assistant gives them another certified letter. Kayla Braxton is there, and they open it and read, We saw last week that Riz granted us the opening match at Booker Slam. This is a golden opportunity for you both. Don't squander it. Murphy crumbles it up and tosses it, clearly frustrated at the taunting. Two men, closer than brothers, Blake and Murphy. They've got a full plate. Because they're going to open up the hottest party of the summer. So hot that it's pushed into September. September 8th, Booker Slam. Blake and Murphy versus Question Marks. This time, it's seriously going to happen. <laughs> Segment 2, Bailey versus Tamina with Sasha on commentary. Bailey is outquicking Tamina, getting some strikes in, but eating a few hard shots as well. A few minutes into the match, Asuka comes to the stage and just stares at Bailey. Sasha says she's going to confront Asuka, who turns her attention to her as soon as she gets up. Sasha walks up to Asuka, talking trash, but Asuka still just has that creepy smile on her face, not speaking. In the ring, Bailey hits the belly to belly on Tamina to get the win, and Asuka backs up to the backstage area. What do you get? What you have? The most huggiest champion of all time versus the bossiest champion of all time. You get the hottest party of the summer. So hot, it's in September. Get ready, because these chicks are going to go wild. Booker Slam, September 8th. Rich's Raw, Chair Smackdown. Holy moly. This is excellent. On oh, the Basement Bookers Podcast. <laughs> AJ Styles is shown with the club backstage talking about their ma- their upcoming match tonight. And as is Samoa Joe shown hanging out with the New Day preparing for the match. In segment four, Austin Aries is in the ring and issues another open challenge for the U.S. title. Darren Young comes out to accept, but just before the match starts, Bob Backlund runs down and attacks Darren Young, and he's followed by Ryback. As Aries looks on, he's attacked from behind by Rusev, who has apparently been cleared to compete again. Spoiler alert! Yeah, right? (laughs) Next Friday, Booker Slam, the Global Championship. Two men 
who've gone up and down the road together, wrestled around the world. The phenomenal AJ Styles takes on Samoa Joe. Global Championship, Booker Slam, September 8th. Free per listen. Get your ass there. <laughs> Kevin Owens is backstage for a, uh, it's not really an interview, but you know, he's just talking to the camera. Brock Lesnar, I don't know where you are, but I know you're in the arena tonight. It doesn't matter, though, because I'm at a spot where you'll never find me, and I plan on being the last person out of this arena. Last thing I'd want is for you to get injured trying to attack me before our cage match next week. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show with your buddy Paul Heyman, and don't bother looking for me. I'll see you next week. Segment 6. Austin Aries, icing his neck, finds Rich the Riz backstage. He says... Give me Rusev. I want Rusev at Booker Slam next week. Riz says, Usually it's the challenger who invokes his rematch clause. He attacked me from behind. I don't care about how things usually work. I want to show Rusev that he shouldn't mess with me. That's aggressive. Okay, you want it? You got it. For your US title, next week at Booker Slam. And Aries walks off. Yeah! End segment. Two teams. The Good Brothers. They're going to face off against two actual brothers. And it's going to be for the tag team championships. It's going to be positively (gasps) Booker Slam. September 8th. Get your tickets. There's there's no no ticket. Get your ass over there. Download it for free. None of them are actual brothers, though. But they're the good brothers. Yeah. The New Day are brothers. Oh. Because they're black. Oh, I, I oh, I thought you said brothers. No. You said brothers. Brothers, yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is totally It's sad. like brother <laughs> versus brother. Yeah, like the good brothers, they're <laughs> yeah. not really brothers. But That's they right. They call themselves that mm-hmm. versus the brothers. I gotcha. Segment set. Kevin Owens is shown wherever he was hiding, packing up his gear and walking to the door. When he opens it, Brock Lesnar is standing right outside, and he shows him back into the room after Owens. Prizefighter scurries to the far side of the room. Brock Lesnar locks the door behind him. We see Kevin Owens pull on a rope, and a heavy bag swings from the side and knocks Brock into the wall, knocking him out. And the camera focuses on the dent made in the wall where Brock's head hit. Brock is out cold, and Owens just walks over him and out the door. End scene, main event coming up. Brock Lesnar, former UFC heavyweight champion, regular wrestler with a bunch of rewards that I can't remember. Furious! Because he's going to take on Kevin Owens, Canadian bacon loving, cake eating, fighting for the prizes. Kevin Owens, he wants to kick Brock Lesnar's ass, but Brock Lesnar, who knows? What condition he's going to be in. But there's only one way to find out. The only way to find out is to listen to Booker Slam. Booker Slam. September 8th. Right here. And now we have our main event of the evening. The Good Brothers. The Club. And AJ Styles. They're familiar with each other a bit. Versus The New Day and Samoa Joe. Woods and AJ start the match, each man trying to establish a fast pace that their teammates teammates can take advantage of. 
They go back and forth, but AJ eventually establishes control, and the club and AJ work like the well-oiled machine they were in Japan. Frequent tags in and out, and blatant double-teaming frustrate Big E and Samoa Joe on the apron, and when Kofi gets a bit too eager in cheering on his team by swinging Francesca 2 Turbo around at Carl Anderson, he gets ejected. This fires up Samoa Joe and Big E, who have yet to legally enter the match, and they go right for their opponents. The ref has lost control of the match, and with all seven men in the ring, calls for the bell and the no-contest ruling. The numbers game favors the New Day and Samoa Joe, but the teamwork of AJ Styles and the club are enough to allow them to escape without taking too much damage. Ember off the air. Things are getting, they're heating up. Mm-hmm. They're heating up on Rizzo's Raw. It's getting, it's getting, getting crazy, it's getting crazy up and up, up and up in there. Yup. All right, let's see. Everyone's getting heated. All right, don't get hot. Don't get hot. Just like not a whole week till Booker Slam. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. You can wait because 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 you're off for the next few days. You don't want your days off to go by too fast. You know? Correct. Okay. Uh, I guess I have to do a recap of last week. Wait a second. Did you forget something? No. All right, we have some breaking news. JBL just announced via Twitter that he is, quote, stepping back from his weekly role as a SmackDown Live announcer. Uh, We don't know exactly the extent of how far he is stepping back. He said he is going to dedicate, quote, dedicate more continuous time on the work I have done since 2010 with my at-risk kids and communities. His new schedule, my new schedule will allow me to continue to be a part of the WWE family and also continue my work that I feel is the most important thing in my life. Well, good. Good for you, JBL. You're a good man. Yeah, definitely good for doing good things, but I mean, we could, you know, I'm selfish. I want my friggin', I want JBL on announcing. Well, now you have Byron Saxton, that white guy, and you're probably going to get Jerry the King Lawler again. (laughs) Oh. Uh-huh. Yep. Get ready for more dad jokes. That's just all ruse. Yep. What are you going to do? Watch on mute? You can. But I don't know how much fun that's going to be. Do my own commentary. All right. My oh, God. Well, you could get JR back. Who knows? That'd be, that, that would be the best case scenario. Ah, he's probably on a limited schedule. I don't think he'd do that. Oh, that's yeah. wishful thinking. I think he only has like 60 dates per oh. year or something. Hey, man. A couple years. That sounds like a cushy deal. Right? That's like just a little over one a week. Yeah. All right, so that was it. All right. So I'm going to recap last week. Just the important parts that Angelo Dawkins and Robert Reigns have been training. Uh, to be tag in, in tag team matches. Um, last week, uh, Charlotte, she, 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 Becky Lynch and, and her got attacked by Alexa Bliss and Naomi because their match, their match went to a no contest. Uh, I messed up with my tag team champions, but Dean Ambrose and Oidy Orton are definitely the tag team champions. Um, the big bullies are the former champions, and, uh, uh, that's, that's it. That's all that really happened. Oh, yeah, John Cena put Neville through a table and kicked 
Finn Balor's ass. Mm. And that was like a, a, a brawl and stuff like that. So you can listen to that. Um, I don't remember what episode it was. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because this is, this is the go home. This is the go home for Booker Slam. And <clears throat> the first segment we're going to have is it's a women's match. So it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Naomi. Versus Alexa Bliss in a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for Nia Jax's championship at Booker Slam. Uh, Becky Lynch is the true number one contender and will finally receive her title rematch because she submits Alexa Bliss with the dis- disarm her. Mm-hmm. But Nia Jax comes down and lays out Charlotte and Naomi to show Becky. That she means business. Because on Friday at Booker Slam, it's going to get real sweaty in that ring. Because these chicks, they're going for it. They're going to get oiled up. They're going to get in that ring. And they're going to fight. You're going to see some action. Booker Slam. Yeah. Uh, Segment two. uh, Kid Kayak and Roman Reigns. Arrive at the arena in what used to be Triple H's tour bus, now repurposed as a mobile gym slash chill bus. Renee Young meets them to interview them about tonight's match, where they will face the Wyatts. The winners will go on to face Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose, as well as the Big Bullies, in a three-way tornado tag match for the Tag Team Championships. Kid Kayak... Take it off guard. Wait, we have to beat the Wyatts tonight in order to face the tag champs and the former champs. Yeah, and Angelo Dawkins put it on WWE.com this morning. He told us we weren't allowed to internet before the show. He took (laughs) our phones, Renee. How am I supposed to tweet the Kayak Nation? Roman says, we were supposed to focus on our training and it looks like this is why. Let's go ask Dawkins what the deal is. Roman and Kid Kayak head off to see Angelo Dawkins in his office. Renee Young is at a loss because she didn't get to ask a question. <laughs> at Booker Slam, it's going to be the first ever three-way tornado tag match in Jer Smackdown history. The newly formed Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose duo. They're going to take on the big bullies. Big Show and Bubba Ray Dudley, and they're mad. They're mad as hell because they want revenge. They want their championships that they didn't get a rematch for, but they're going to get that rematch at Booker Slam. It's personal, but don't you worry. Kid Kayak and Roman Reigns or the Wyatts, they're going to get in on that, and it's going to be a real party. Okay, so... Mm. <laughs> Segment three, this is going to be, you're going to be like, you had him? Chris Jericho <laughs> versus Sami Zayn. Oh, speaking of, uh, like, guys that you don't use? Sami Zayn wins <laughs> when the ref disqualifies Jericho for not releasing the walls of Jericho when Sami went for the ropes. Jericho finally releases the hold. He goes outside to grab the microphone. 
Ever since I've been on this show, I've yet to receive a title match. I was the first ever undisputed champion. I've held almost every championship there is. You put me in a singles match against this guy? He points to Sami Zayn, who is being helped to the back by the officials. No <laughs> one likes Sami Zayn. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins appears on the big screen. Chris, I agree with you, man. We really mishandled you, and unlike Riz's Raw, we aren't putting any blame on you. Mm. One of the things I teach in my seminars on ownership is ownership of your own faults. And I just want to say, my bad. Oh, you're bad, huh? Well, I guess that's fine. Shut up! I I get that you're upset. I don't have a title match for you because around here, you earn things. So I have a match for you at Booker Slam. I made a deal. Traded a bus for a brand new SmackDown contract. Chris, it's time to play the game! Because he was fired before. Mm-hmm. So he has a contract now. Okay. Rehired him to a bus. Okay. Trade. Triple H's music plays and his video plays, but he isn't there. Jericho's in the ring looking around, seeing if he's going to jump him. He's not there, Chris. I just wanted to get you excited. Jericho storms out of the ring. Two dinosaurs face off in an epic confrontation. Only one stage is stable enough to contain the geriatric antics. Chris Jericho, Triple H, the game, they collide once more at Booker Slam, and it's gonna be the opening match of Booker Slam after Riz's stuff, because they've gotta go to sleep early, cause they've gotta catch the early bird special, Booker Slam. Alright, segment four. This is wonderfully ridiculous. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Angelo Dawkins is just finished talking to the cameraman about new shooting techniques. He wants implemented in the future. Just as the cameraman is leaving with a notebook of notes, Roman Reigns and Kid Kayak enter the room. Hey, Doc, Renee told us about this match you have for us at Booker Slam. Look, I know what you're thinking, but this is awesome! This is the rush I'm looking for. If we can even get past the Wyatts, we get to fight two of the best tag teams in the entire world. It's And Roman says, It's good to have opponents that I can go all out on. They all high-five each other. Braun Strowman is shown staring at them. Like, you know how, like, there's, like, the small, like, in a classroom, there's, like, the small window in Mm -hmm. the door. There's, like, faces in there. (laughs) He's just staring. No emotion whatsoever. This is just going to bleed in into the next. Mm -hmm. Segment five. Finn Balor versus John Cena contract signing. It's going to be a tables match. Kane is officiating it because he can actually fight in case shit. Mm -hmm. Finn Balor and Cena already in the ring. Kane says, there will be no physicality until Booker Slam. Otherwise, the match is off. John Cena, for the past few weeks, you've done nothing but disrespected Finn Balor and the Balor Club. John Cena, next Friday, Booker Slam. You will feel the wrath of Finn Balor. John Cena is sitting at the table and is about to speak in the mic. 
when he just signs the contract and leaves the ring. John Cena, it's clear to me and everyone here you fear Finn Balor and the Banner Club. So next Friday at Booker Slam, I'm putting you through a table. And then the Banner Club, we are going to unite for the Banner Book Club. And we're going to read all the books. And we're going to talk about how John Cena went through a table. Banner Club worldwide. We're representing it, keeping it real. <laughs> Finn Balor, John Cena, Booker Slam. It's so heated, this promo is melting like your ice cream. And it's gonna get sticky all over your hands. Segment 6. Cesaro and Tyson Kidd are in their locker room. Cesaro is holding pads while Tyson Kidd hits them in preparation for his championship match at Booker Slam against Baron Corbin because, you know, Tyson Kidd won the Hungry Like the Wolf uh, tournament and he, he, he he's the number one guy. Mm-hmm. Cesaro says, good, good, you're going to be champion, Tyson. Baron Corbin, he doesn't stand a chance. Tyson, I fought my whole career for a moment like this. All the cat hair on my body, all the wrestling matches... Listening to Natty talk about the cats. It's all been worth it. It's all led to this. And nothing's going to stop me from winning that match. A lone wolf. A Tyson kid. A match of the ages. A man who's never had a championship match. Another man who's always alone. Booker Slam. We've got nothing for this. That means it's gonna be really intense, and you're gonna you're gonna want to get up, and you're gonna want to get a beer. But guess what? You're not gonna want to get that beer yourself. You're gonna have to send your wife, and if she's not gonna go, then you're gonna send the guy next to you, wife, and she's not gonna go. She's gonna go. Otherwise, you're gonna kick her husband's ass. Booker slam. All right. <laughs> segment eight. <gasps> I skipped segment seven. All right, segment seven. <laughs> yeah. Roman Reigns and Kid Kayak. I need my phone for this. Get ready. You're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? I'm already like, what the fuck All is right. going on? Uh, Roman Reigns and Kid Kayak are, gonna, are taking on the Wyatts, which is going to be Luke Harper and Braun Strowman. Roman and Kid Kayak are out first to this song. Psychological warfare, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Roman Reigns and Kid Kayak, they head to the ring like they're off to fight in a war. This does not match them at all. And their music video is them uh running on the beach together <laughs> and, and they and then run into each other like that Rocky Four promo. Or uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, he's remembering his friend Apollo Creed when he had died. And, and and it's great. It's amazing. They're best friends. They're playing volleyball shirtless uh, on the beach. They're hanging out with chicks at bars. Ric Flair's there. 
and, and they're all drinking together like the Evolution video, and, and Kid Kayak's passed out under the table. Roman Reigns has a tray of beer, and he's drinking by himself. It, it's incredible. It's a great video. Anyway, you take my word for it. <laughs> uh, um, we need to see that video, I think. Dude, I wish I could make it. You, right. you Dude, dude. It's you can do it. That's hard. You can do it. Roman, I, I get, believe in you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so... Roman gets the hot tag, because I'm forwarding here, because I, I don't really detail my matches, as you guys know. Right. Know that it's intense. Mm. Roman gets the hot tag when Braun is kicking Kid Kayak's ass. The only reason Braun, the only reason Kid Kayak was able to make a tag was Braun Strowman overshot his throwing of Kid Kayak, and he managed to tag out. Roman charges Strowman, but the arena lights go out. Strowman is nowhere to be seen. But Bray Wyatt is standing in the middle of the ring dressed all in white. The lights go out and he disappears again. Kid Kayak comes to. Roman Reigns tags him in and Luke Harper gets nailed with a paddle kick and spear combo. Roman Reigns and Kid Kayak are officially in the triple tornado tag team Booker Slam match of Mania Fire. <laughs> ah, um, segment eight. That was an intense match. I know, right? Dolph Ziggler is attacking Tyson Kidd with a lead pipe. Mm. Remember Dolph Ziggler? He's on my show. Yeah, nice. Cesaro runs in to the scene to fight off Ziggler, and they are separated by security. Angelo Dawkins calls for the paramedics to look after Tyson Kidd, who is a bloody mess. He's literally—it looks like he—he's wearing makeup. But he's just, he's just, just a lot of blood. We don't know where Tyson Kidd begins and where the blood ends. Mm. Probably on, 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 off his body is where it ends. Okay. Um, Ziggler. This is, uh, Dawkins. You're suspended for 90 days. You cost us our main event at Booker Slam. You're a son of a bitch, Ziggler, Cesaro says. I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna get you for this. Baron Corbin walks by with his championship. And a newly baked loaf of bread, courtesy of Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> hey, Cesaro, how about you step in for your boy? Where it is, I'll need an opponent. You'll do. And hey, maybe when your little buddy gets better, I'll kick his ass too. And unlike Ziggler, I don't need a pipe. I lay pipe when I shit. I make bigger shits than Tyson Kidd. And he walks off. Cesaro. I'm going to be taking out my anger on you, Corbin. Just wait. Did you hear that, folks? Tyson Kidd's out of commission, which means at Booker Slam, you're not going to want to miss this because the main event, the Swiss Superman, finally gets a title match against the Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin. I don't know why I said finally. I'm really excited in this promo. We wing it in promos because... He never wanted to fight him before. This is the first time. And this time, it's personal. The only time. It's personal. Booker Slam. Riz is raw. Chair Smackdown. You get your ass downloading that right now. If you're listening to this on September 8th, you need to get <laughs> on it right now. And if you're in jail, break out. <laughs> Booker Slam. 
the hottest, most stickiest part of the summer. So sticky, it did, it got kicked out of August and set straight into September to get unsticky. <sighs> I can't wait. That was intense. Tell, can, can you breathe? You breathing? All I'm doing is breathing right now through <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> What'd you think of that theme song, man? It's great, right? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what could be the most badass theme song for these guys? <laughs> Not, you just have to go the opposite way. Man, 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 oh man. You know, before we close, mm-hmm. there's a giant elephant in the room. There's a few of them, I think. The biggest news out the gate. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the promo. The work shoot? Yeah, the work shoot. The one that was, you know, approved beforehand? Yeah, you know how you could tell it was approved beforehand? Because it aired. Because Roman forgot his lines. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't even <laughs> notice where he forgot his lines. It was, um... Because I, I, I only watched it the one time, and then I read the next day or two days later that, like... I think it was like, one, you're a fake bitch. And then the other thing is, like, second of all... It's called a promo. It's called a promo, Roman. I think that's. Uh, I don't. I, I think he was trying to list things, and it looked like he was trying to remember what he's supposed to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say one thing before you go into yours, and then I'll come back because mm-hmm. I want to hear your uh, expert analysis. Mm-hmm. Is it me or any time anyone brings up? To John Cena, that he buries people, and this, that, and the third. All he can say is, "You're just like everybody else." Yeah, that's his. I'm rubber, you're glue. Anything <laughs> I say comes back to you. That's like his out. And the, uh, the other thing I want to say. Sometimes, I mean, I'm a John Cena fan. Yeah, and I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, when there's smoke. There's usually some fire. Usually. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so, uh, you go ahead, buddy. Let me know what you thought about it. You know, we'll discuss it. Um, I agree that, like, yeah, that is, that does seem to be his out. That's his easy out. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not the bad guy here. Remember, I'm John Cena. You can't see me. No. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what that is. Um, I thought, I thought overall the whole thing was well done. Uh, Roman forgetting his lines. Yeah, he's the one that forgot his lines, but you don't have to fucking script him so much. I think that's the problem. Yeah. They should just... Listen, here's where you gotta go. Yeah. Now, I understand that in a worked shoot, like, let's say um, they were given some free reign. Later on, you could get the situation where, okay, well, you went a little too far. Like, that's not where we were hoping you would go. Breaking the fourth wall here. <laughs> yeah. That was good. When he said a little heel turn? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I felt like that was a little too inside. It's pa- know, it was weird. always patronizing is what it was. Yeah. That's why I liked it. That's but weird. then, like, you know, that's, like, seen as, actually, Roman said in an interview a couple of days ago, um, he's calling himself, and this is wrong. But he's calling himself like the first gray character where he can work heel or work face. It just depends on who he's working with. That headline can be such clickbait. 
if you take a letter out. Yeah. And someone sees that, that what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> First gay character? Whoa! I thought they did that before. What's going on here? Well, we we don't know. The jury's still out. That's on, true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I like I said, it was good. Could it have been better? Of course. Uh, anything but, could be better. Yeah, but like, I'm just trying to remember where I was. Um, like Roman. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I understand why they wanted to script it, as opposed to just letting them hit bullet points because. It could happen, like, if you're getting a crowd reaction, you're tempted to keep it going, keep going, and maybe go too far. So, it's protecting the business by opening that wall, kind of, in a way? Maybe. Because that way, as long as they stick to the script, you know it's not going to go too far. So, they're basically just covering their asses. Part of the reason... The writers and corporate. You're right, man. Part of the reason I'm ridiculous on this thing is because I don't know anything. <laughs> and I hate pretending that I know things, but it just makes it more fun for me. But it's like, when Roman called him a fake bitch, <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty good. But then it's like, uh, I guess you don't really have anything else that you can do here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I kind of agree with that, that he can be anything that he wants him to be and mm-hmm. what people want him to be. Yeah. And that's kind of true. And it's like, I relate to that a little bit because like, I'm flexible like that. I could fit in pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm fake. It just means I can get along. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. But yeah, just because you're getting along doesn't mean you're saying or doing anything that's not true to you. Yeah. You're just adjusting the way you respond. Like maybe you respond a little bit more um, emphatically to, with some people than with others. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I have very heavy empathy. Mm-hmm. The thing. And another thing with John Cena is sometimes you kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's just Total Divas because I've watched that show of, and like, the Cena character there, I say that because it's fake, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's reality. It feels like he's a... Like somebody grew him in a lab. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He is just so programmed. I guess it's like... I, I don't know. It's just He feels like a different human. I, I don't know how else to say it. Seems less human. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. You know what I mean? He seems a little douchey with the whole... Alright, so, like, we're getting rid of the dog, right? That whole shit? Yeah. It's like, you know, just how about you, like, you're home? Act like you're home. Yeah, just be home. Yeah. Be you home. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, if that's really you, you might be a psychopath. But it's okay. A little bit. It's okay. A little bit. He worries me, this guy. The way he just flip on a freaking switch? Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. You know? Oh, did you see the? uh It was like a thing through SummerSlam where like uh Cena gets surprised by like a a fan, like a kid or something. So I don't think I saw this. No. It's on YouTube, and like all these people read these letters about like what John Cena's done for them because of Never Give Up and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, there's this little kid, 
And he's talking about how um, his mother was like battling cancer. And he was telling her, you know, never give up because he learned that from John Cena. Mm -hmm. And then she beat cancer. Mm -hmm. And like Cena was reading the letter and they were filming him. And I'm, and like, it looked like he was getting really emotional and shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching, I'm like, is this real? Like, I don't know. Hmm. It's, it looks real to me. Right. But is it real? Like, is he that good? That's the problem. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I'm complimenting him. So if anybody thinks I'm hating on John Cena, no. He's really good. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's real. So, so either, He's a really good guy that he got. He actually got legit seriously emotional, or he's a really good actor. But either way, you're saying that's good. Good. John Cena's good. It's good what he's doing for these for these people. But on the business side, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, do you see? Did you read where it's like they're like uh, I don't know one of those douchebag guys. They're like, oh, it's. Not reported, you know, that uh, John Cena deep was involved in Corbin's D-Push. Yeah. It's funny how that's coming up all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that that's not the case after Monday. Yeah, and, like, the sources are what? Right? So, yeah. I don't know, man. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll say, so they're trying to bury that, so to take away Roman's point, or... I don't know. Look, we can speculate all the live long day. I'm not a gossip guy, but what is smoke this fire? That's all I'm saying. I wonder, like, how some of these people get their information. Like, who are they talking to? Are they talking to? Yeah, who's opening their mouth? Yeah, like, are they? If are they talking to the wrestlers? Are like, do they? Do they themselves work backstage? And they're do they have a pen name? Are they anonymous? Dude, I don't things? know, man. They gotta plug it, man. Like, that would be... Why? They can't plug it, because then... What are you gonna do? I just won't. You'll have no veggies. I'll have no appetizers now. No appetizers. We need the appetizers. Sometimes. Appetizers are good. I don't want to think about the apocalypse right now. It's like Book Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned before the show... Unless, wait, did you have somewhere else you wanted to go? What do you think is gonna happen at that match? Oh, uh, Cena and Roman? Yeah, are we gonna get a clean finish? It's a lot. It's at, it's at the next pay-per-view, right? Yeah, no mercy, bro. It's four weeks away. Three weeks away. Do you remember SummerSlam? A little. At one point, Michael Cole said that Roman Reigns was a man that may have Retired The Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. What was up with that? <coughs> um, like, they didn't I, let him say that. I think it's it's a simple case of The Undertaker hasn't announced his retirement, but everyone's speculating that he was, he's retired. And that stuff what John Cena said, like, someone allowed him to say those things about The Undertaker. Remind me, what did he say about Taker? Oh, because Roman's like, oh, all he's, he said how Roman just talks about how he retired The Undertaker mm. and how Cena's like, oh, he beat an aged veteran with a broke, with a bad hip. It's a true fact. I don't know, bro. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's all I gotta say about well, that. Well, here's the thing. Once they showed The Undertaker literally just 
breaking down after his the last match he had uh was it not not that one um was the match with Brock he just collapsed backstage as soon as he got backstage oh yeah yeah WrestleMania thirty one yeah so like once you put that on WWE twenty four that well first of all a lot of the WWE network breaks the wall. It's not even breaking the fourth wall. It's like breaking the wall. It's like, here, this is backstage. Walls of Jericho. Gotcha. Yeah. No, but yeah. Break the wall down. Yeah. So, like, you're showing The Undertaker collapsing. Vince yelling, we need some help over here, or whatever the fuck he said. So, I mean, it's out there. I think it's just saying it, finally. Just because, listen, just because no one said it before doesn't mean no one was ever going to say it. This is how they... Decided to say it for the first time. I guess so. We don't know for sure the Taker's retired. We know for sure he had a bad hip. So. You were saying about something we discussed before? Yeah, so. Earlier this week, I had a chance to hang out with one of our biggest fans, Garooch. And he gave me a bunch of stuff. He, um, so he gave me, there was a, a hawk figurine and an animal figurine in the original cases autographed. Mm. Um, I got an autographed picture of, autograph poster rather, of Ken Shamrock. And Mick Foley's book, Have a Nice Day. There was also a couple other autographs, um, Our Truth and I think Jerry Lawler. Might have been Jerry Lawler. I don't remember who the other one was. Did I say our truth? God damn it. I meant gold dust. <laughs> I can see how you would make that mistake. Yeah, because I like, you know, they're, they're, they're tag both team. black. No. What? Gold dust. He's black and gold. Gold and black. Yeah. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Um Would that be called gold face? Yes. <laughs> um so, good stuff. And, uh, in turn, I showed him Southpaw Regional Wrestling, which anyone listening, if you haven't seen it, take the time, watch it. It's hysterical. Don't act like you got anything better to do. Seriously. Like, like, what do you do? You're, you're like, okay. Let, let's just say, you're listening to us right now. Yeah. So when this is over, before you cry yourself to sleep, take some time, watch Southpaw Regional Wrestling. It's on WWE's channel on YouTube. I know you're salivating over Booker Slam, all right? Listen. You got a week. You got a week to speculate here. Got some time. Indeed. So, yeah, that was that. Shout out to Garooch for uh, hooking me up. Some new stuff. And please stay tuned for the go-home, where you're going to find out where to get all the basement Booker shit you can get your hands on. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Bookers Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Rich Deriz... R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life 
is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers!